Hey everybody, you're listening to Sit Down with Stand-Ups. My name is Ari Azizian, and my guest today is the very, very funny Adam Hunter. Uh, Adam was a finalist on Last Comic Standing. He's been on The Late Late Show, Chelsea Lately, Comedy Central, and a couple appearances on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Uh, he hosts an MMA podcast on Fox Sports called MMA Roasted, and he has two great comedy albums called Being Adam Hunter and Inappropriate, which are absolutely hilarious, and you should definitely listen to both of them. And without further ado, here's Adam Hunter. Uh, I started doing comedy when I was uh, 20 years old. Okay, cool. And then uh, they used to have like these guys, Danny and Jody Wasserman and Danny Cohen, used to run these crazy shows where they had like three shows. One was in a laundromat, another one was in a supermarket, and the other one was in a Krispy Kreme donut shop. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, and sometimes it was really it was really funny. Uh, uh, hold on, one second. Hello. So you said there was one in a Krispy Kreme? Yes. Yeah. And how did those all go? Um, actually, the Krispy Kreme was, was rough because uh, I think homeless people found out there was a comedy show there and they all came for the free donuts because yeah. <laughs> they were giving out free donuts. And I think someone offended the, someone threw a donut at one of the comics and oh. then uh, it kind of canceled that show. <laughs> the, the laundromat was really funny. There was a guy named Andrew Donnelly. He was a really funny comic. And I remember- Does why, he do Archer? Is that Andrew, Andrew Donnelly? Donnelly, does he? I heard the name. It's really funny. Yeah. I, remember, I remember him one time. Uh, he was doing, he was doing comedy at the laundromat, and he goes, uh, goes to the dryer, and he goes, "Let me put this on no career," and then change <laughs> it to no career. That, that was like my favorite, my favorite joke I ever heard in my That's life. So great. Yeah. We had one of those in San Francisco, and it was just like chaos. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, I had a show called Kamikaze Comedy, where, where comedy people were not expecting it, and uh, it was like a derivative of that, where. Like it was comedy. Like it, it wasn't so much like those people. They they knew there was a show at the laundromat or supermarket right. that was like nine o'clock spin cycle comedy. I think it was called. Oh sweet. Um, but this one where we just basically ambushed people with jokes. Oh my so God. we or we tricked them into hearing comedy. So like we went to like this, went to the hood and um, put uh, signs saying free tacos. <laughs> so all these people showed up to get tacos and instead they got comedians telling them jokes through, <laughs> through the intercom. So like I always find that really funny. That's when, so cool when the audience is expecting one thing and they get jokes. Oh my gosh, kamikaze comedy. Yeah, that's so great. Was there another one where you would and just like ambush? Uh, well, yeah, we did a lot of them. We did one where uh, went to a golf course, <laughs> and um, in the middle of people tried. It was actually like the Korean Golf Open or something. Yeah. And me, Bert Kreischer, and Ben Glebe were just telling jokes to people while they were trying to play golf. That's so great. And one time I actually ran up in the middle of a driving range and I was like, stop, stop, stop. And then I, I prevented them from. Uh, I was like, I started telling them jokes while they were aiming golf balls on the head. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. That's so great. And uh, so you were there when you were 20. You started, and how long was it before you came to Los Angeles? Uh, but I did comedy for I think in like seven years in New York. Cool. And then came out to LA. What, what do you think is like the big difference between New York comedians and LA comedians, if there was one? I feel like New York comics are more joke driven, and LA comics are more performance driven. Okay. Uh, more act outs and jokes, more like characters on stage. Yeah. Uh, whereas New York, it's like, I think the writing is a little tighter. Um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of people, they stay in New York and you just do 20 minute sets, 20 minute sets. Whereas 
you know, I think the best comics are when like you know, best is when you do, people are like headlining, you know. But but right. but the forty five minute sets is a real set, you know. But there aren't that many headlining clubs in New York except for Caroline's. So comics are like they get really strong, especially within twenty minutes because you have twenty minutes to like and like you know you're following, you know the the Louis C.K.s and the Jim Gaffigans and the uh, David Tells and, yeah. and people like that and wow. Godfrey's and yeah you know um, but. Uh, this is the nicest he, cat, by the way. Uh, oh, he's like been yeah, yeah, he's rubbing super, me on the he, microphone. And he's super sweet. What's his uh, name? Frankie. Frankie. Frankie the cat. This is Miles the dog. Miles was actually, I rescued him. He was uh, used as bait for pit bull fighting. So he's got like oh, half an ear and scars everywhere. Gosh. So I was a little nervous when you came because sometimes he like, he uh, tends to either bite or yeah. nip. But he actually, he... I think he sensed your energy, so he uh, likes you. Oh, cool. Yeah. He's getting, and he's, he's cool with cats. He, he's got no problems with cats. Yeah. Just dogs. He hates dogs. I, I love your style, too. Like, I, I appreciate it so much, and I laugh so hard. I've seen you, like, at the improv, like, three or four times, and you always crack me up. Oh, thanks, man. And you said, like, the so the New York comedians are more focused on the writing jokes here. They're kind of, like, acting so they can get, like, a... Well, yeah. I mean, well, there are great comics in L.A., but I just feel like a lot of times... I mean, New York, you get up three, four times a night easily. Yeah. I've tried getting up three times in L.A. It's almost impossible unless it's at the same club. I mean, you can get up twice a night if you really, really hustle. But then, like, parking and this and that. Right. It's just, the driving know, is way too um, much. In New York, I feel like in L.A., you're not just a comic. You, you a lot of times you're a comic and you're a producer. You're an actor. You're you do voiceovers. You do totally. commercials. In New York, sometimes people do that, but there's also just people that are just comics. You know, they they, you know, like the old thing in New York is all oh, I'll go to L.A. when it when like L.A. Uh, you know they fly me out there, which is never gonna happen. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> well, all right, good luck, buddy. Right. But uh, there's a lot. I mean, you know, when I was. It's weird that when I was starting up, there was less stage time everywhere. Um, you know, at first I was doing, you know, the open mics and the bringers. You got to bring five people. Oh, wow. And that was, that was like the comedy boom, right? Like 12 years ago. It was like, the comedy boom was like in the 80s, 80s. But it was it was rough. I mean, you had to like you can get up at the comedy cellar, but you were up at the six o'clock show. You weren't up. Oh, at, yeah. You weren't up at the nine o'clock show. Was it like you know? the handing flyers out and come to. Well, you? then then I started doing comedy at. Hamburger Harry's Gladys's comedy room in, in Midtown and it was like a step up you basically had to like earn your way to bark which right. was like giving out flyers and I was really good at like giving out flyers and getting I used to get like 30 40 people wow. a night and also I was in my 20s and there was always chicks in Midtown so yeah. I would have after hours in my place and <laughs> yeah, I was just banging tourists left and right it was, it was awesome. pretty good times <laughs> um, but then I got really good at that but then I was like well I was giving half my money away to the owner and then she wasn't paying the other comics. So I, I opened up my own club across the street basically called Joe at Joe Franklin's who was this, and we, we were paying all the comics. We were doing two shows a night. Yeah. We were getting, I was getting up 15 times a week. That's crazy. You know, I mean, I was barking and barking sucks because barking um, is when you're like handing out flyers and stuff because people are, I mean, it was, it was in Midtown. I just left college, dropped out of college, kind of comics. I would see, in the college of New York, so I would see all these girls that I went to college with, or guys, and they're all going to Broadway shows. They're all dressed up, right. and I'm like, "Hey, come to Hamburger Harry's or <laughs> Joe Franklin's comedy." Yeah, uh, you know that was it was rough, um, and people would spit on you, or you oh. get homeless people that would harass you, or you know, you had the, I mean, the um, the black Israelites would start chanting around you, and oh. I, it was a fucking zoo. But but you know, business be- boomed up real quick because. All of a sudden, tourists, you know, especially Mondays, there was no Broadway. 
you know, it was, it was packed. So then that when I started, there was Gladys's and then there was Joe Franklin's and then the Ha Comedy Club opened up Club. and then all of a sudden Broadway Comedy Club opened up Midtown and that then there was four clubs. Before you know it, there was like eight, nine, wow. ten clubs just in Midtown alone. And you could just and, walk down the street and like and get harassed by thousands of comedians because and then and comics were like whores. I mean, we had different blocks. Like like <laughs> if you worked at Ha, you it, you had to you could only work that block. If you worked at Joe Frank, it was like pimps basically. Yeah. Comedy clubs were pimps. And hamburger Harry walked over to yeah. Else I remember I almost got in a fight with the comedian because because I, I had stepped in front of him while barking, not even intentionally, and then, or a girl, and then she went and told her boyfriend who came and wanted to fight me. Oh my God. Because I had taken up a customer, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, how'd you, uh, I mean, how'd you open up your own comedy club? That's such a great well, idea. Well, not as good as it sounds. I, like I didn't, open, I didn't, I only basically collected the cover for the back of the room in an existing restaurant. But even, you know, so, and then I would just, it was okay, I mean, to me, like, I remember the first time I made $70, and I thought I was rich. Yeah. I was like so happy that I couldn't believe I made any money <laughs> doing comedy, you know, but a lot of good comics came from barking. I mean, you know, I remember, uh, like right before me, wasn't Galifianakis hamburger Harry. It's Galifianakis. Jim Gaffigan was barking wow. a lot of, it was crazy. It was, yeah. It was, it was, uh, and, and then at one point we like, like Melissa Roush actually, who's now on a uh, big bang theory. She was, she she was real short, so I, I never made her bark. I always had to made her like work the money. Yeah. But then sometimes I would bark and have the people. I'd be like, hey, go down the block to the to the comedy club, and tourists would get very distrustful because they were like, wait a minute, what's down the block? Are we gonna get robbed? <laughs> it's like that scene from Goodfellas when yeah. the was like, keep going, keep going. <laughs> exactly. So I had these little cute girls walk them, walk oh, with them. Yeah. So they were the walkers. Wow. So we had barkers, we had walkers. It was, but then, you know, it got real tough when it was like freezing or 10 below or 20 below and you came through your face and you gave right. out flyers for comedy. And it really made me as a strong comic and also think about how much I like wanted it, you know? Totally. I think I think a lot of these comedians don't understand how how easy they have it now. I hate to say it like when I was your age, but I mean, really, it was like, I mean, it, it was tough. Yeah. No, totally. Now I go to like an open mic, and I'm like, wow, there's already people here. Great. Like, this yeah. is so cool. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I, you just mentioned like uh, Jim Gaffigan. I heard your story where you play basketball with like Patrice O'Neill and Jim Norton and like all those yeah. great guys. Like that's such a oh three o'clock in the morning. It was like me, Kevin Hart. No way. Uh, he was he was amazing at basketball. Really? I had to guard him, and I was in my twenties. I could sort of keep up, but I couldn't really keep up. Um, and then Patrice would play. He was really good too. Surprisingly athletic. Yeah. For a big guy, I mean, you couldn't guard him. And then Colin Quinn would play. He was a good oh, basketball sweet. player. Yeah. And then uh, was who else? It was like a bunch of Robert Kelly, uh, Pete Corielli. He was great. Oh, yeah, at, yeah. He great at basketball. That's so, so funny that all these comedians, like great comedians, are also great basketball players. Yeah, <laughs> were, were you guys playing at Caroline's or like, and then just like go over to like a uh, the Comedy Cellar? They were Comedy Cellar. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I find a lot of comedians are like very It's a very competitive field, and I think athletics are very competitive as well. So sometimes it, it's kind of easy to see the the crossover. Yeah, it plays like hand in hand. Yeah. And uh, you, you're a wrestling coach right now too, right? Yeah, I, I, I wrestled in high school, a little bit in college. I was really into it growing up. And um, I uh, came out here, I was like looking through Craigslist for jobs. I was like, wrestling coach, I could do that. And yeah. then I've been doing it for 11 years. Wow, I love so it. amazing. I started a program for the high school. Got you know, a great bunch of kids. A couple of my kids got scholarships to um, 
like a really good prestigious prep school wow. from from high school so it's, it's a lot of fun it's it, it keeps me young you yeah know? and you're you said you're doing a documentary on it now no I'm, I'm actually i wrote a script like a funny comedy movie oh cool so I'm, I'm doing an indiegogo campaign and trying to get people to donate which is like you know it's basically barking on the internet yeah uh for money but that's awesome but what's yeah. it is it going to be about like it's like the bad news bears of wrestling sweet you know um, there's never been a wrestling comedy like that before. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. sort of a kids movie, but not really. I think adults find it funny too. You know, so I'm excited for that. That's so great. Do any of your students like when they turn 18 go to the comedy club and be like they do? They do it. My coach was a great comedian too. <laughs> like, they do, or like it's funny. Like uh, sometimes the parents come, oh, no. which I'm always a little like, uh oh, you know, they don't know this side of me. Right. But a lot of times it's the cool parents, you know. Um, nice. And then. Sometimes on the internet, I'll be like, don't curse. Like, well, you curse on YouTube. I'm like, oh. <laughs> or I'll be like, do 20 push-ups. I'll be like, like the Asian guy in porn. Or like, give me like the <laughs> second half of my joke. I'm like, come on, man. They're like tagging you. Yeah, jokes. yeah. I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. That's so funny. It's That's funny, true. though. It's sometimes just, the kids, are, they, they, they crack me up. I mean, they real, like one time I was like, I try to be funny. and like, But I'm like old man funny. Like, I'll be like, all right, guys, the winner of this match you know, gets a date with Miley Cyrus, you know? <laughs> and then one kid was like, I'm out and pinned himself. I was like, that's way funnier than my joke. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's so great. Oh my gosh. Um, I saw a couple of other videos that you had where you're, uh, you're confronted with like hecklers and you just yeah. handle, you handle it. So like amazing. Oh, thanks man. Um, and then there's the one where it was like at a wedding. Yeah, that was crazy. That one kind of went viral. Like I got hired like to play a minister at a wedding and start roasting everybody. Oh, right. And then, but they didn't tell anybody that I was really a comedian, and or they, they didn't give me any information on anybody. So I'm just roasting people on what I see, you know. Yeah. It wasn't like I had any time to prepare, and so I started making fun of this one guy, and he got up, and, like, charged me, and then like left, and he was like, I was like an '80s rocker guy, so <laughs> he was I'm like, like an all white, like, yeah. White so shoes I'm like, don't stop believing after he pushed me. <laughs> but the funny part of that video is only three minutes long. It was really 45 minutes set I had to do. Yeah. So I had to do 40 minutes after that. Oh my! And after the guy getting after the in. guy, yeah, it was already awkward. How do you win back? It's not even a room. I guess it's like a no outdoor well, wedding. There were people that were like, like, ha- like a lot of people had their heads in their like, and laughing. nobody's in on it, right? Like, but nobody's in on it except for the bride and groom. A lot of times people were laughing, but they were laughing with their head down, like in the table, cracking up. You know, <laughs> I was I was getting those kind of laughs. Yeah. You know? Um. So. You know, I knew I was doing okay, but then the mother started yelling at me. The grandmother started yelling at me, oh, going, "We don't want to hear your dirty jokes." It got even more awkward, but <laughs> but it was funny. It was just funny. What a great like gig! That's oh, hell, so what a cool. hell gig! And then like I had to wait an hour to get paid, oh. so I'm waiting around. People are like, "Do my wedding," you know, or <laughs> and the guy's pacing around back and forth. I'm like, "I'm gonna have to fight this guy." Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh Do you have any other like crazy stories from like just? So many, man. Like, I remember doing the Montreal callback. I had, like, four callbacks four years in a row. I, I kill it. My manager's like, you're going to Montreal. And then they call me, like, hey, we want to see you the next day. I'm like, you saw me yesterday. We want to see you in front of a different crowd at the improv. I'm like, I go to the improv. I'm up second, right? There's nobody there except for, like, a, a, a bus full of old ladies that were, like, on a way to go on a gambling trip. Oh, yeah. And the first guy doesn't show up. Oh. So now I'm up first. The host bombs. <laughs> So I go up there and I had a killer show the night before. Right. So I'm like, oh, I like older ladies. Like I was gonna do like a who's your grandson, kind of a hokey <laughs> joke, but I figure I win the crowd. The lady goes like, I'm not old. Takes a menu, throws it in my head, hits me point blank in the face with a menu, oh. like in the forehead. Everyone can't believe it. Yeah. It must have been like Nolan Ryan's grandmother because she had the most perfect <laughs> name. 
and then that was the end of that. I tried to go back to jokes. It was just, I didn't even, it was just ridiculous. That's so crazy. That was bad. I've done baby showers before. Really? Biker bars. I mean, just. Wow. It's like Blues Brothers with the biker bars. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've had like, I remember doing a show, like there was like four fights during the show. Jeez. Every time someone would heckle, a biker guy would get up and knock that guy out. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. I had one where I, in the middle of it, everybody just ran out into the street because there was like two girls fighting. Like the whole place uh, just left, even the bartender. I did a show one time. It was brought to you by the Cancer Society. Oh. They saw a video, a college of like all these kids who had like terminal cancer. And then at the end, like every kid in this video died. And then as everyone's crying, like time for the comedy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and now here he is. This is brutal. You're a comedian. Yeah. Wow. This show last week, it was like the game six of the Clippers, and they're playing the game like to the right of me. Yeah, and the entire crowd's looking at the game while I'm on stage. Just yeah, that's there's so brutal. many. Yeah, but you also we were the last com- stand-up comedian on the Tonight Show. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was crazy. I found out the day of. I was like, I saw it too. I remember I was watching like all the Tonight Shows oh, that period, thanks. and it was really great. Yeah. yeah, I found out that day. They called me up to like, can you do? Can you be here an hour and do a set? So wow. Like, sure. I like. Literally, Did they know you from before? Were you like... Yeah, then it was my second time on the show. Okay. And I was like on a waiting... I was on like a waiting list. But what happened was they wanted to do a Michael Jackson song and they couldn't clear the estate song or something with the song with the estate. So I had to go buy a pair of jeans on the way to the show. And uh, my dad brought me a shirt because I didn't, I didn't have a clean shirt. Yeah. And then they didn't approve any of my jokes. Like normally they run through all your jokes, but they were... Going off the air in a week, so no one, everyone was like kind of checked out. And they tape it like what four? So what time are they clearing your jokes? With they it? didn't clear them at all. They, I didn't have to run my jokes by anybody. Oh my gosh! And I'm like, I don't even know if these jokes are clean enough to do on television. Yeah, like I really don't know. So my first joke got beeped. They actually dropped. I said I like Asian girls. That's why I hang out at traffic school. Yeah. And they dropped the word Asian because that was offensive to Asians. Oh. It's okay to offend all women, just not Asian right. women. It's just it's just crazy. So it's just punchline. Yeah, like, you just hear I like. Girls. That's why oh. I hang out at traffic school. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it gets a big laugh. People are like, yeah. wow, that's an easy crowd, man. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, everybody's dying. <laughs> that's so cool. Was, was Jay really cool? I heard he talks to all the Jay, comics. Jay, super nice guy. Could, could, could not have been nicer. Yeah. Yeah, real nice guy. That's so cool. What's that experience like to play? Because I've been in that theater, and it's, it's pretty big, too. Like, Yeah, I mean, you know, surprisingly. The, good, the thing about, like, the, that kind of TV, like even Jay told me, he's like, listen, you know, this is the easiest set you'll ever do. Uh, if you mess up a joke, don't worry, we'll do it again. Okay. Uh, like, he's like, I watched some of your stuff on Last Comic Standing. It just goes joke, joke, joke. This, this, take your time. He goes, he goes, as lo- if you pause, they'll clap. Yeah. You know, so I like that. You can really milk every, you can get a plus back on every joke if you really want to. Yeah. You wish you don't want to, but right. it's a pretty, uh, they're just ready to laugh. Yeah, I, like I know, I know there's been a couple comics that have bombed on Tonight Show, but it's pretty hard. It's a lot easier to bomb like when they used to film, when they filmed Jimmy Kimmel, for example. They used to have comedians bomb all the time on Kimmel because it, it's on, uh, it's on, uh, it's on uh, Hollywood Boulevard. So they would get the crowd like that day. You wanna go see Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, that's right. So yeah. then like. It's not exactly like people like you don't know who you're gonna get in the crowd, right? Where uh, I mean, some people actually have tickets to Kimmel and stuff, but a lot of times people just were just walking in. This is especially when this used to it used to be on after, yeah. Um, and it's Hollywood Boulevard, yeah. For those who don't know, right? Crazy people. So Boleno, it's different because you you have to get into a car, go it's to Burbank Studios, yeah. an event. You know, um, 
It's funny though. It's funny the way they they book it. Like even like Conan now, which is I love Conan, but he they book a lot of alternative comics on Conan, and you know the the issue that I think is that a lot of times comics won't do that well because it's it's not an alternative crowd. Right. It's not like they're uh, tourists. Yeah, it's not like they take the people from Largo and, and yeah. get to take <laughs> them to Conan. Them. <laughs> There'll be a couple people that support their friends and stuff, right. but a lot of times it's just. Oh, who wants to go? See, oh, we're going to LA. It's 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 a couple from you know Minnesota. Totally, yeah. So that's why sometimes you, these comics that are really funny in alt rooms don't do that well because it's not like they're not funny, but it's just the audience is different. Right. You know. I never realized that. I've been watching like some of my favorite comics. I'm like, do these guys not get this? This is yeah, like the hottest no. comic in LA. <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah, because they're like, the, you know, the comic to us also if the you know me and you know comics, you know pretty well, but if. You know, you, you're you're Jim Bob, and you you work at a Pepsi Cola, just you know, dispensary all day, or whatever. Right. And you you, uh, you know, you don't really know who these guys exactly, are. Exactly. Yeah. The last comic they know is like Rodney. Or like, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, they'll they'll know. You know. Yeah. Right. They they, they know. You know, Jeff Foxworthy. Exactly. Know, they, they right. Um, and you were also on Last Comic Standing too. Yeah. You just mentioned, and uh, what was that like? How how that was a, that was a tough experience. It was a great experience, but tough experience because how far did you go along? I got the, to the final eight. Oh sweet! Um, which was crazy. Uh, which year was this? It was season six. Eliza Schlesinger won my year. Oh okay. Um, because I auditioned two years prior to that and didn't get it. And then the year before, I had a great set. And uh, what they were doing was they were taking fifty people to go to Vegas the next round, you know. But then and then so they tell you 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 made it they have the judge you got everyone tells you how great you are right. and you had the best set of the night or one of the best sets and then and then you go in the back room they're like just because you we advance you doesn't mean that you actually make it they're like oh, wow. what, what do you mean they're like well we we have to is the show still and that was all they told you so then i got a phone call saying i'm off the show it was actually what? right before anaka yeah, so like they they pick three guys with blonde hair. They tell you, you know. before you even they don't even, so you don't, when you hear it on the air, that's not when you heard it. No, that's not when you heard it. Wow. And they edited me out of the whole show. So even oh though I had gone through through two rounds, got you know they tipped me. I called my parents. Yeah. And they filmed me calling me my parents, and that's that's how they were doing it. So there were a couple times like people had made it to that round, and then they just told them they were off. And I was one of those people. That's so then. Weird. The next season, I asked to audition. They're like, well, they don't want to see you. I go, but how come I, I – last year, I was number 51 out of 50 or whatever, or 31 out of 30. Yeah. Sorry, can't get an audition, right? I couldn't get an audition. So then I went to go pitch a show to NBC, uh, the Kamikaze Comedy Show, and they were like, hey, um, why don't you audition for Last Comic Standing? And I go, because you won't let me. And they go, oh, well, here's the number to call. So I called, like, they're like, you, you can't audition in, uh, in L.A., they're like, but you can audition in, in Arizona. So I go to Arizona on my own dime, I drive to Arizona, you know, get there, and then I, and then I, I like, make it. Yeah. I, go, I go, you're going to, you're going to LA, uh, Vegas. Then they call me up again two weeks later. I said, you're off the show again. Are you serious? Yeah. So I, I said, you guys can't do this to me. They're like, sorry. And it's, it's always not my call. To every, it's nobody's call. Right. So I called up a bunch of producers, like fucking cursed them out. I was ready to, at that point, quit comedy. Like my, my manager at the time didn't help me out, and I just was like, you know what the fuck? What am I doing? This is Why this, this do is, keeps happening. Yeah. Right? So then I got a phone call. I, I knew some people. I was kind of working on the inside a little bit, but I got a phone call saying, uh, 
Adam, you know, you, we're, we're, we're giving you, but you're back on the show. Dude, <laughs> but you have to leave for Vegas tomorrow. Jeez. So I just, I mean, in like two weeks, I had not left my house. I was fucking depressed. Yeah. Now I got to get a set together to go to Vegas, right? So oh. I go to Vegas and now I'm like, you know what? I'm, you know, I think I'm a pretty nice person. You know, like I, I spend a lot of time with charity. I work with kids. I try to, I try to be a good person. You yeah. Know what I mean, there, I'm sure there are some girls out there that say I fucked them and then call them or something. <laughs> there are probably some things people people that I've probably done some stuff to along the along the lines in my life. They probably you know, but for the most part, I would say people know that hey, I'm I'm a good guy. I try I try to actually. Nobody you know, deserves. Hey, come on, go. Okay, you're out. Yeah, I mean, come yeah. In, for out. the most part, I try to be an actual good person. You know, you, you know. They shouldn't you, do things that, happen. Yeah. So. I, then I go, you know what? I'm going to, in my head, nothing's my, this good guy persona that I'm trying to emulate on TV right. is, is not really working for me. So maybe I'll just be a dick. <laughs> I'll just be like the bad guy. Yeah. So I go to Vegas and I, and I, I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll be the bad guy. So I'm like, I'm the best comic here. Nobody can beat me. I deserve to win. <laughs> yeah. I'm better than everyone in this room. <laughs> just being a total fucking like right. figuring. So then I have a great set. And Richard Belzer tells me how funny I am, and Steve Sharippa, they were the judges. They're like, they, you know, you joke, 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 joke. But to me, it doesn't mean anything because they could edit this. This happened last time. Right. I had good sets. Yeah. So they took me off the. So then I like made it. I fucking made, I actually made it. But now I'm like, you know what? Fuck. Now everyone's gonna think I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> Because, because now the whole country. Because I'm telling everyone right. I'm the greatest comic in the world. You These know, little cutaway shots too, right? Yeah, right. yeah. You know, and 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 literally they're interviewing me, going, you know, how do you feel? And go, great. I mean, I've been fucked over a lot in this business. By who? By this show. Like I was, <laughs> I, I was actually saying that in the interview. Yeah. You know? Like I was, I was being as honest as I possibly could. That's amazing. So, uh, but then they were. Then I watched it. Like they just said, I've been fucked over a lot in this business. Right? And then they, so, yeah. so the, yeah. So then I. So then I. Now I'm living in a house with all these comedians, and I at this point I was doing comedy like eight nine years, but the comics that were in the house were like two years. Oh wow! You know, so I was like, I could tell they didn't want to go against me, honestly. But I was like, fuck, I don't want to be the biggest asshole on television anymore. So every time they interviewed me, I would say, yeah, I work with kids who have cancer. Uh, I coach a wrestling team. My mother left when I was three. No yeah. matter what the question was, I would I would somehow. Dwindle, dwindle it back to like, <laughs> here's why I'm a good guy. Right. They stopped interviewing me. Like oh. they just, that I could, and then I could tell that I was not, I was getting as the, the least amount of screen time as everybody. Number one, the producers didn't like me from the get go. Uh, they, they didn't want me on the show as well. But then, and then every time we would do like a challenge, and then they took comedy out of the equation when I was on the show. I mean, literally, I didn't do stand up for a month. Jeez. Uh, what I was doing was they would have these like, like activities. Activities. There were like these challenges. The first challenge was make props in Home Depot with Carrot Top and, <laughs> and perform a, a comedy act using props. The, the second one was having a Yo Mama contest in a boxing ring and having Jamie Kennedy judge it. And the third challenge was let's read children's stories to the girls next door that we make up. The, 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 uh, playmates. the playmates. The playmates. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this has to do. So finally they were like, it's a variety finally they're like, yeah. And then, and of course everyone, these two year comics are looking great. Cause this is, this right. is now the comedy's they're out of the equation. They're like material yeah. Now there's no, there's no more material involved. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's improv games, you know? So, so, so then, then they would like, they asked me like, finally they're like, okay, you're all performing. And I'm like, yes, finally. that's why I came here on the show to do blah, blah, blah. 
I'm watching the show and they go, you're all performing. And they cut to, to an interview of me going, God damn it. Like, like, like I, they took a totally different fucking thing. Right. From like a while ago. Yeah, that had nothing to do. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Jeez. So, um, We're and then creating drama. Oh, like, for no and, reason. And it's completely not what I said. Yeah. Like a hundred percent different. So then it was, um, how about the comics where you guys just like, this is kind of crazy that we're doing You know doing what it was? I mean, like some of the comics that were like the veterans, like mm-hmm. me, Louis Ramey, so Sean Cullen doing it for like, I feel like we were really appreciative of, of uh, even just the opportunity, you know? I felt like uh, some of the newer comics, like like Jeff and Eliza, you know, they've been doing it for like three years. They, they didn't realize how lucky they were to be, you know, there, right. be doing it, you know? And Eliza, I thought at the time, was, was not the strongest comic. And people kept picking her to go against. But the people that were picking her were getting beat because they, they weren't the strongest either. But then because she was on every week, like she got the most screen time. And then they had never had a girl win. Right. So it was like, I wouldn't say it was rigged, but it was definitely like, you, you know. It had nothing to do with actually stand-up comedy. <laughs> well, and also like some of the stuff was like annoying because I would do these, like they would edit sets. Like, so they, like, you know, they would take Without up. permission? Well, yeah, they would like the, the set. Like, I would do a five minute set and they right. would show two and a half minutes. Oh, God. And yeah. so my last set was great because I just took whatever they didn't use and fucking did it again, yeah. you know? But I, you know, I had known before I was my last set that I was going to get kicked off, but right before it. So I, I just went out and just fucking, I had a great, I crushed it. I was, I was honestly, I had a really good set because I was like, fuck this, I'm right. going out, you know? And then somebody called me, they're like, dude, it was, and the, the crowd was booing when I got eliminated. <laughs> and then people were like, and then people were like, well, if Adam would have done this set, he wouldn't have been eliminated. Well, if I, if they would have aired that set, I did do that <laughs> set. They didn't fucking air those jokes. That's why I was able to do it. Yeah. You know? Uh, it was like, and then, and then like, even the challenges, like even in the Yo Mama contest, I did three really good Yo Mama jokes. They only showed one that was the weakest one. It was like stuff like that would drive me crazy. Right. But look, since last comic standing, before that I was like featuring, co-headlining at best. I literally had maybe two hundred dollars in my account. I mean, I mean, I was living for the first eight years in my overdraft. I remember, I remember having negative nine hundred and eighty dollars in my account, oh, and. Shit. uh and they wouldn't let me take out $20 from the account, even though my overdraft was like $1,000. Right, yeah. I mean, literally, I remember being, I mean, they would take us to graveyards, and that's where they would announce who we're picking in a, in a fucking graveyard on Last Comic Standing. And Bill Bellamy would come up as like a ghost. It was like so <laughs> ridiculous. But I remember like like thinking that I just want to be on the next show because I need that like $1,800 that I was getting for the show. Right. Because like checks were bouncing as I was on the on the show. Like, I'm like, I don't think I pay my cable bill this month. So, you know. It was the last year worries. Yeah. So a lot of my work. So that was, that was great. I mean, since then I was headlining. Right. I did, I did did a year headlining Funny Bones and Improvs. I I did like 50 colleges, you know, got me out of some holes. I was in some debt. So I was super happy. I mean, I came in six. The the top five went on tour. (laughs) You know, it was just like shit like that was like, ugh. but. (laughs) You know, I don't think they wanted me on that show to begin with. They really didn't like my edgy, you know, kind of crude humor a little bit. And, uh, you know, so, but that's, this is what it is. I, I was, I was really happy that like the opportunities that it like gave me. So would I do it again? Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, I wish there was just a show that was like, just stand up, like, you know, nothing else. Yeah. Like Gotham Live is great, I think. But like, you know, I like Comics Unleashed too. But like, there's some things where it's just like, 
they're interfering so much. Oh yeah, they I don't mean, know how like, it works. I'm like, like really, like a, a fucking the girls next door. Like, right. I'm, I'm like reading a children's book, <laughs> and this is this is this is evaluating my comedy. And then, and then I went for canceled like a month. And later. I went I went first everything like every every challenge I went first. And then I I accused them of like cheating, and the producers hated me because I was like this thing is fixed. It's <laughs> so like I definitely probably. Uh, I also I I'm on anti anxiety pills. Like I take Celexa, small doses, like five a day. I went off my pills for that whole two months, thinking I'd be funnier on on uh, right, uh, which is a bad idea. I should <laughs> I should never went off my medication because I think I was a little bit more irate than I should have, or yeah. more, more more irritable, not irate, irritable. So. Well, I love your jokes, and some of my favorite comics are one-liner guys, and I always like, I'm like amazed because like how do you memorize all these jokes and the orders especially when you do two three sets a night it's hard sometimes like even when i'm posting all like did i use that joke last show or the right. show do you know the joke so well that like on stage you're just like all right i'm gonna transition to this and that or, yeah but i've done the same jokes twice before i, ha- I hate to say it and I, it's always fucking shitty too and then everybody's like, quiet they're like oh, you're like, oh there's one person's laughing twice and you're like <laughs> i'm just like fuck but you know uh it's to me it's like you know, like when I'm acting, it's hard acting because, you know, a lot of times you have to be word perfect. Where that's where I like comedy because as long as I know what I'm trying to say, I could sort of say right. it a different way. You know. And do you, do you do that? Like when you're like testing out the jokes, you kind of change them every time. A little sometimes bit? I mean, there's like sometimes like. I'm just curious to learn like how to write. Jokes depends. I mean, like I know Chris Rock when he does jokes, he does it with like zero effort on new stuff. Because if it gets a laugh with zero effort, it'll right. really get a laugh. Yeah, I heard he, he just straight reads yeah. from like a notepad. And, you know, unfortunately, like, I don't, you mean you don't have that luxury, you know? <laughs> I'll just show up in a comedy club and just read, you know? But this guy does this all the time. <laughs> but a lot of times, like, you want to have, I like to have a joke that's strong enough on paper where my head could be somewhere else and it'll still get a laugh. Yeah. You know, totally. because, uh, I mean, as much as you want to be in the moment every single time, I mean, there are times you know you get a phone call, you get dumped very before you go on stage, or you find out you didn't get an audition, right? Or you find out you fucking something happened, you get into a car accident on the way of the gig. I mean, there's always shit that happens where sometimes you ha- sometimes it just becomes a job, you know? Right. And uh, when that happens, you have to have material strong enough to rely on where it doesn't always rely on your personality because sometimes your personality is not going to be very good. It's not going to be there, yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah, I see some comedians where I'm like. Was that really funny? Like if I typed it out, like, but they like sell it so like well. And those are great too. Some comics are really likable, you know, Um, and they get away with with that, you know, and uh, it's cool. It's it's just sometimes I I don't really like, I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm a big fan of really good writing. Yeah, totally. Me too. And some comics are great writers, but they're just not likable and it takes them, it's that harder, much harder for them because you're like, man, that joke's hilarious. This crowd's not laughing. Fuck. Right. This happened to me before. The crowd didn't like me because I did some kind of crowd work that went too far, <laughs> and then they, they're not going to give me the next couple jokes. You yeah. Know? How do you win those rooms back sometimes? It's just like, do you just really go back to the material or kind of improv in the moment? I mean, I'm 15, 16 years in. Yeah. So, you know, I'm able to, to kind of – it's like comedy's like boxing. If you ever watch a Bernard Hopkins fight, like he's, he was like 45 and he was still fighting. And it, it wasn't because it was like amazing power or – but he was just such a craftsman uh, of, of the game, a really good – I mean, he was really good at stepping on people's toes and hitting them yeah. or holding their elbow down or coming in with his head or, you know, 
he just had these or punching on the break and you just learn some same techniques. with comedy you just you learn tricks yeah you know there's so many tricks out there and uh like i've, I've seen comics kill with all tricks that's and you're like oh come on <laughs> guy goes up there give it up for the troops or give it up for the dj right. or there's some hot ladies here something nobody can deny like, yeah, yeah hot ladies here and you're like man fucking weed should be legal i, I mean i just and, <laughs> yeah. and he's and he's just keeps killing you got applause break preaching to the choir <laughs> but you're just like come on man like this is you know the, the whole thing of like or they'll be like yeah, you know, and the punchline will be, and that guy right there, the punchline will be that guy, you know? <laughs> I mean, you, you see it all the time. Right. You just, it, it's okay. Or, or, or you see a comic that's like, you know, I like to have a joke, get to a joke and move on. But there are great, a lot of comics out there that are doing really well that they get to a joke, then they act out the joke, and then they, like, they throw in a, a sound effect or they, they throw in a, a, some kind of a gay reference. I mean, Dane Cook was so good at like at that, like like exploring a topic, kind of. Or? Oh, I was just dragging a joke out. Yeah. Like, I mean, to the point where he could do two hours of material and five jokes. You know. Right. Yeah. And you're just like, damn. You know, that's. <laughs> I mean, more power to him. He's selling, you know, two hours of material. He's selling more albums. You know. Right. But you're like, okay. You know he and, and he he's, this is not I'm not I'm oversimplifying him. He's a great comic and he's just an example of like a guy that would like say a topic, throw an '80s reference in, right? Act it out, do a gay voice, do a female voice, and get laughs off all say, those things. In say a certain word a certain way, lean a certain way, oh, yeah, yeah. yell, repeat, you know, call back, dr- bring everyone in, and, you know, and he's getting like. And now it's time for joke number two. Yeah, and you're just like. <laughs> And the crowd's eating it up. Yeah, you know. Who, who are some of your influences when you were growing up? And because uh, I mean, you started so young. Definitely uh, Rodney. Yeah. Uh, Jim Norton uh, is hilarious. Godfrey. Oh yeah. A uh, very underrated comic. Uh, I mean, he was just here all last week. I saw him. He's so great. I mean, he crushes. Uh, Corey Holcomb makes me laugh hard. Uh, you know. I mean, I, I I could definitely watch a Doug Stanhope bit, and I could definitely Mitch Hedberg. I mean. Chris Rock, there's just so many good comics out there. I mean, there's a lot of really good comics out there. Uh, Daniel Tosh, I think people forget how funny of a comic he was because yeah. it was uh, Tosh.0, which is also really funny. But right. his, his stand-up comedy was it was genius. Uh, and, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, bad comedy sometimes could be like, you're like, you're getting mad at the crowd <laughs> you're getting mad, and you're getting frustrated whatever. But good comedy is just nothing like it. You know, I mean, Louis C.K. obviously is great. I mean, one of the best. Totally, yeah. You know, Louis C.K. is so great because, like, he speaks in punchlines, and and he just could take. He could just. You feel like you can relate to him, right? And, and he says the most. He, he says the most, not fucked up things, but the most outlandish things. And, and he, but he just, but he describes it in a way where you're like, that makes like you can see, you know exactly where he's coming from, right? And. uh his and SNL monologue, did you see it? Yeah, it was great. It was so I mean, great. I wasn't offended by that. It was no. like, you know, I mean, that's it was another funny. tourist audience too, I think. But I think when he when he said like, I love uh, what was it, Mounds bars? Yeah, he's like, it's not like worth going to jail for. <laughs> like, that's just really, yeah, you can relate to that. You're like, yeah, yeah. I love Mounds bars. Oh, he, gonna... he's so funny. I mean, he's such a good comic. He's, he's he related child molestation to eating a candy bar. Yeah, of <laughs> like, course, that's hey. amazing. 
It's just, you, like Bill Burr. I mean, you, you watch oh, yeah. it. It's almost like a, sometimes it's hard to watch these guys because you're just like, man, you just realize how far you have to go. Right. You know, it's hard. It's frustrating because you're like, I've done this 16 years, but look how far along these guys are, you know. But uh, that's, it's humbling sometimes watching these guys. Yeah, you totally. Know? Which is cool. I, I don't want to, like, ruin your joke but my favorite joke that you do is uh do you ever call your ex-girlfriend on her birthday to ruin her <laughs> yeah oh thanks man now yeah now on my birthday i have all these ex-girlfriends calling me too <laughs> it's, it's not even the joke i got like my birthday was yesterday i got like 10 girls like happy birthday i'm like you fucker like, <laughs> that's so funny I'm like i see what you did there yeah um i was wondering are you working on like you work you said you're working on a movie i mean it's already done and yeah i wrote a script um about a wrestling coach so i'm working on that I also wrote a, um, I, I'm working on a TV show, I'm working on... Oh, cool. What kind of shows? Uh, I don't want to talk about it yet oh, okay. until it happens, but I... Did I, you do the uh, Data Comedian? Yeah, I did that did show. Did you write that one? No, or, no, no. I, I saw the episode of you. Oh, I, I got in trouble for that one. What, I was, what happened? Well, I, you know what it was? I didn't even really want to do it. Yeah. I was like, I was like, man, I don't want to be on this show. I, I just, I hate, I hate contest shows, you know? It was a pretty funny idea. And then <laughs> like, so I was like, all right, I'll go on. And then they were like... So then these girls were cute. It was they're cool girls. Right. But I was like, all right, I'll just make a mockery of this whole show. That, that'll be funny. Right. You know? So I started taking my Adderall and like snorting it <laughs> like on the first date. And, and literally like the people were just in shock, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then I started saying like, uh, so then I was like, look, I'm not saying you're not as hot as these girls, but you're not as hot as these girls. I was just being a total, <laughs> I was being funny. And the, I, I don't know why I was just in a, a mood that day, yeah. but I was just like, I was just, I was being really funny. And then like, I was like, we should all make out. I was just, just, <laughs> just I was having fun with it. I'm still friends with the girls though. They're actually oh, really cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Then the girl during the break told me she had a boyfriend. Right. Oh. So then, like, why are we even so then they asked me, they're like, well, why are you picking this girl? I'm like, because during the commercial break, she told me she had a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, cut. You, you're like, this is a TV show. I'm like, but that'll be really funny. If you, yeah. Like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, so that was the kind of stuff. That was I was so doing. great. There's a one line too, like, you're making the pizzas, I think. Yeah. And just something like bending over. Oh, yeah. I was like, I, like, I want to eat your pie. I was, yeah. just, I was just being totally inappropriate. <laughs> but that's how a comedian was. I was like depressed during the show. Right. I was like, I was just having fun. I was having actually, I was actually making them all laugh. I'm still friends with them. They're that's actually, so awesome. They were, they were cool chicks. They actually were cool. I, I was like, uh, but yeah, they were like, why'd you pick her? I'm like, because she said she had a boyfriend. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they kept cutting me. That's so great. So uh, your movie... And uh, doing a TV show soon, too? TV and show. I, I work at Fox Sports. I got a podcast called oh, cool. MMA Roasted. I, I work uh, with the UFC a lot. And I wrote the MMA Awards the last five years. And awesome. I do a lot of MMA stuff, which is great. Yeah. You know, and then uh, just doing a comedy. I'm going to um, Seychelles Island next week to do comedy for the, uh, for the Sheik <laughs> and, uh, and a prince. And then oh, I'm, my gosh. So that should how be do you, fun. How do you develop material knowing that? Do, do they just say? They said no jokes about, like, uh, Islam Muslims, right. and then uh, you, I guess he has like ten naked girls with him, and I can't, I can't hit on them. It's like that's like, <laughs> don't even acknowledge that, the yeah, ten naked girls. In, yeah, I don't want to get beheaded because I was like made a pass at the sheik's woman. Right. So <laughs> that's so great. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Yeah, man. Thanks for being. I really, really appreciate you, it. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much. Anytime.